Hey, one more thing before you go. What would you do if you could see spirits? How about if you could actually talk to the dead? Have you ever asked yourself whether or not our soul has a purpose and whether or not we could find out what that purpose is or change our path? We're going to answer all these questions and more when we talk to a clairaudient who's going to show us how we can open that door ourselves. I'm your host, Michael Hurst, and this is One More Thing Before You Go. My guest in this episode is Scarlett Peretta. She's an intuitive medium. She's also known to the world as Scarlett. As a child, Scarlett was able to see spirits, read energy, and foresee events which for many years frightened her and she didn't understand them and how they played into her life. In spite of the fear and understanding, she felt a calling through the universe which pulled her in the direction of helping others live the life they are destined to live. We're going to talk about that through the podcast. Scarlett uses her unique abilities to bring clarity and peace in the journeys of those reaching out for help, being a clairaudient, which again, we'll kind of explain that for you so you understand it. The whispers she hears are life-changing, and her sole purpose is to provide tools to help those in need to manifest and live the life that they're meant to live. Her mission is to help people take away fear so they can live a life that is in alignment with our sole purpose. We're going to learn her journey and how she might be able to help you. She also has her own podcast coming out this fall entitled Soul Talk Podcast, Conversations That Matter. Scarlett, welcome to the show. Hi, Michael. Thank you so much for inviting me. When I saw your message, I was so excited because I just love the work that you're doing. It's I really appreciate that. I'm very, very grateful for that. I'm, I I. When I saw you, I went, man, I got to have you on my show. You just oh, got to. You've got to. I appreciate that. I genuinely do. Thank you kindly. Well, and the universe brought us together. So that's a positive thing. Uh, Nothing happens by coincidence. Nothing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I can't wait to uh, inspire, educate, and motivate today. Likewise. Well, it's. As everybody knows on this podcast, I love to unfold your life, almost like that uh, old show called This Is Your Life. Oh, boy. So let's, yeah, I, I don't have any of those kind of, you know, little old baby photographs and stuff like that, but. That's a good have, thing. That's a good that's, thing. But we do have some questions. So <laughs> let's, un, let's unfold your life a little bit. Uh, where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up actually in uh, Toronto, in Ontario, in Canada. Well, that, that's our friendly neighbor to the north. And uh, I talk to a lot of people from Canada, actually. It's, yeah. it's in Toronto. And is that, is that cold? Is that warm? What's it like up oh, there? Everybody asks that because as soon as you talk about Canada, you think about lots of snow and snow all yeah. year round. And I assure you, it's not all year round. It's maybe about half of that. Well, <laughs> still half. <laughs> I'm teasing. We do get snow. Uh, we have a couple of months of it. Um, you know, and, uh, and you get used to it. I actually kind of like it. You know, I, I don't mind it at all. I like the different seasons. I like the stillness that winter brings, mm. not to mention how enchanting it is, you know, when you're looking out a window, not so enchanting when you're driving though, that's a different, oh, forget that. <laughs> it's not enchanting at all. <laughs> yeah. Or shove I'm, Remember I told you I was a Colorado boy. I, I'm from Colorado. So uh, we we drove as far down as we could where somebody asked me, is what is that? And I said, that's a snow shovel. And they went, what? Oh, my goodness. We're stopping here. <laughs> yeah, oh, so boy. I can relate to that. Yeah. What were your parents like? Oh, I have great parents. So supportive. Um, I, I was raised in a family that cradled me with love and support. Um, as well as my, my siblings. And now they're doing it for my children and my sister's kids. And we are absolutely blessed to have such strong examples like my, my parents. I have to say my dad is the absolute oak tree of the family. And he always has been. And he has my absolute love and respect always. That's fantastic. Uh, you said siblings. You got brothers, sisters? I do. I have a sister and I have a brother. Uh, my sister is believe that this is funny how they did it. They just took their time in between. So my sister is six years younger than I am. And then I have a brother who is 
almost 21 years younger than me. My parents, you know, look at that. They were stinkers. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's interesting. My sister is six years older than I. Oh, am, interesting. And then my brother's three years younger than I am. Oh, wow. So we had some gaps in there, but that's close, I guess. Hey, listen, I had some serious gaps. My parents, I don't know, they were, they, they, they prolonged. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's a blessing, but it's also a lot of work. I don't know what they were prolonging there, but they really fixed their destiny. That's for sure. But they did that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's these people that have kids at, uh, was it, uh, uh, Jack Lemon? Jack right. Lemon, I think. He was something like 70 years old and he had a child. What? My goodness. Yeah, I'm going. It, why are you having a kid at 70 years old? It's like crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. crazy. I so, love how my parents, put it. my brother came along. It was a pleasant surprise. They never, they always just embraced. And I, like I said, we were very lucky. Very lucky. Well, you know, pleasant surprise sometimes is um is is well, it's the universe talking. Sometimes a pleasant surprise was supposed to be in the first place. Yeah, indeed, yeah. indeed. As we said earlier, and uh, we were conversing prior to this the start of this interview, we were talking about how we are all connected by energy through the universe. And, yes. um, you know, we kind of, I, I think we can talk about that here in a minute, but I think we kind of pick our journey. I agree with you there. So did you go to university? I did. I went to the University of Toronto and uh, I never did anything with that degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I ended well, up doing so many different things that, uh, you know, uh, listen, university prepared me to work, taught me how to work. Um, and I, I shouldn't say that I didn't do anything with the degree, but it's just one of those things where, you know, you get a degree, it's psychology, sociology, and it, it it's, it's such a, a wide spectrum to what, you know, what you do. And um, I studied to be a teacher, which is really funny. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I ended up having my daughter, she was a honeymoon baby. So that kind of you know, threw my, my plans out to to finish teachers college and 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 even commence, you know, teachers college, I started having my own little daycare, never mind. Um, but I did end up still like I, I do a lot of work um, in real estate, I do um, mostly now where I'm a business coach as well, where I'm helping uh, realtors build businesses. Um, I just love being able to help I don't even want to use the word help because a lot of people don't need help. I prefer to support and guide, right. um, you know, those to live the life that they're supposed to be living. So in whatever platform or venue, I'm I'm honored to do it. So, well, I think we're all I think we all seek guidance. Everybody wants yeah. guidance to where we're going to go, where our life's going to go, what decisions we're supposed to make. You know, we, you so know, true. we all want to know what's in the future. What what is standing in the future? What's going to happen to us in the future? Indeed, um, indeed. Yeah, or whether or not we're on the right path. Yeah. So you know, you're providing a, you're you're providing a better service than what the college, and I don't know what college. So I, I'm not going to get in trouble for saying it. You're do, you're providing a better service to society, I think, than what the college degree could have given them. You know, I I do hope so because that is truly my genuine intent, is to inspire. You know, um, mm -hmm. there's. It's, education is great, you know, don't get me wrong. Education is great. Um, mindset, you know, is important to succeed in life. Having said that, there's other aspects too. Like mindset alone is not is not gonna be enough to succeed because if mindset alone was enough to succeed, then everybody would be on top of the world making yeah. millions, you know? And so I, I firmly believe that in addition to mindset, we need to have what I call body set. Um, you know, in other words, we have to eat well, take care of our, our bodies. Uh, Self-care is, is, is essential. And then there's the emotional side. That's the carnal side of it. Now, the emotional side of it is heart set as well as soul set. And I assure you in all of the work I do um, as, as a coach or even as, um, as a medium, you know, if someone, their soul is not in alignment with where they got to go, good luck accomplishing whatever you want to accomplish. It's just not going to work. If your heart is in pain, there's no way if you're not at peace with your life, 
it becomes extremely difficult to succeed. So really there's those four aspects and they all complement each other. Mindset is just not enough. Universities, colleges, you know, they have my respect. I think they're they're great. And any education service, I, I believe, you know, the intention is perfect to educate. Uh, it is not enough. It's not enough. I agree. I think it needs to be all encompassing because once you learn the connection between the mind, the body and the soul, Mm -hmm. It allows you to get a broader understanding of what the universe actually means and how we fit into that. Exactly. You know, exactly. Not to be philosophical, but that's at least that's my perspective. That was, that was really philosophical. <laughs> it was philosophical. I, I didn't even go to college to be philosophical. I just, <laughs> life experience. <laughs> that's usually what gives us the wisdom. Exactly, life experience. Um, mm -hmm. I, there's a couple, if you don't mind, we, so if we, we were talking about educating and you just mentioned educate. Uh, let's educate everybody exactly what you do. I know that you are a, you're a, uh, something earlier I said in your introduction, a clear audience. A clear audience. Can you yeah. help us understand what that is? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting because it's one of those things that made me crazy, made me feel crazy for the longest time because a clear audience hears things. Um, so they hear whispers, they hear sounds, they hear them as clear as day. <laughs> it's, it's alarming sometimes. And I've had some interesting experiences uh, with that. And I've had with gratitude, I, I, when I say this, that I've had opportunities to have, you know, something tangible prove that the whisper I heard was actually real. So I'm actually hearing something. There is an energy that's emitting some sound and I'm picking it up. I don't know why, but I'm like this. And uh, it's interesting what they whisper to me. So there are different senses, you know, clairaudient is only one of them. We hear often clairvoyant, you know, which is what they market, you know, like the psychics, intuitives, and all of, all of those that do this work. Um, they kind of use that as a catch-all, you know, term for it. Clairvoyant means where someone sees. So they either see something in front of them, they receive images, um, you know, uh, they can foresee the future. I, I can also do that as well, um, except that is second. That comes second. And then when I'm, you know, when I'm listening to, you know, um, the whispers that someone from the other side is giving me, um, it's quite, it's quite interesting because then they make me feel other things. So I can smell maybe the pot roast that they used to love. They make me taste, you know, that they really loved, uh, you know, coffee. They make me taste these things. They make me feel, you know, some of the pain that they endured when they were passing, all in the hopes of them validating to the individual that I'm reading. So it's, uh, it's fascinating how they use the different senses to help us. And I firmly believe that none of us are immune to any of these uh, senses, as I call them. Um, I, I believe that we're just born with this ability and what we're born to do with it, it varies depending on our calling. I, I didn't ask to do this. I got pulled into it. <laughs> it was kind of interesting. Well, you know, it, it's, I think that most every individual that I've spoken with that has these unique gifts, and I call them unique because not, I think we all have the ability way deep down inside of us, but uh, uh, there's a lot of us that don't understand how to pull that out of ourselves. Um, but from in your particular case, uh, you've got these unique abilities. And a lot of people that I have spoken with have uh, kind of inclined that they were either pulled into it, pushed in that direction, yeah. it was presented to them to go after it. Uh, when when did you first, and I'm sure you probably have said this a thousand times, so forgive me. <laughs> no worries, no worries. But how, uh, what was your first, when did you first find out that uh, you had these unique abilities? Uh, I would wake up as a little girl and, and see um, like a man at the foot of my bed. I, I would wake up in the middle of the night and see eyes glowing in the window. And you can just imagine, you know, what that's like for a child. Now, if I had to say how old I was, because I didn't pay attention to, you know, those details, I know with certainty I was under the age of five. So I would have been around four or five-ish, maybe a little younger or so. Um, my dad loves real estate, which is probably why I ended up a little bit in real estate, because he was always exploring. It was so much fun. Remember, they had a piece of property, um, and, and there, there would be times that it would be so 
apprehensive to go to the property because I would see strange things. To me as a little girl, they look like weird clowns. And so you can imagine, you know, when you're seeing that as a child, how frightening because you're looking at it, it doesn't make sense. And, and then if you, you know, I mentioned it, you know, from time to time to my parents and they're like, oh, but there's nothing there because they didn't see it. And so that became even more alarming for me. They were not, you know, they didn't know any different, right? Like if they're not seeing what I'm seeing, that's, you know, that's, it, that, that's okay. You know, that's pretty normal. And uh, I think this is very typical of a lot of people. So it was first as a child. And because no one else could see or understand what I saw, I kind of clammed it up inside. You know, I didn't, I didn't talk of it. I didn't, um, you know, I didn't really say too much about it. And you, the, you kind of, it kind of switched things off for, you know, a couple of years. And along comes my sister. And then as kids, when we were playing, you know, it'd be like, did you feel that? Like I, it, we would bolt because we, we felt something we didn't like, or we heard something we didn't like would, made us feel uncomfortable and we would run. And, and so with my sister, I was able to talk a little bit about it. I was very lucky. She does share similar abilities. Hers are a little bit different, which is very fascinating. Um, and so I had, I had someone that I could, you know, kind of share this with. And, but again, we both kind of, you know, life happens and you just kind of leave it be. And it wasn't until my uh, 40s that it started to really come out. And I guess it was a time where my kids were grown up, you know, or when, when I not grown up, but, you know, they didn't need, they weren't, I wasn't chasing them for diapers or come on, time to take a bath. They started being independent. And so I remember going to sleep now as an adult and I would see all these things around my bed and they're all looking at me like trying to talk to me. And I didn't understand what that was. So I did, um, I, I stumbled upon someone who did training for this kind of work. And so I took a class and uh, the funny thing is I'm sitting and I feel very, very small in this class. There was about 10 professional mediums in there. And, uh, and I, I felt very small and um, you know, you have to introduce yourself. So here I am in this, in this circle, looking at everybody, looking up at them. And, I'm, and I apologize to the group. I said, guys, I'm just here to see what's going on. If I have something, you know, so I apologize for basically taking up your time. I felt a little, you know, very small. The very first exercise we did, um, you know, the, the teacher in that class, she walked us through an exercise and you close your eyes and, you know, and you walk through it. And so then I opened my eyes and I looked at her like, how did I do? And, and her jaw like was, she was job smacked. Is that the right word when Gob, you're drawing? Gobsmacked. That's it. When you, when you, you know, that's it. And she was like floored. And I thought, oh my God, what did I do wrong? That was my first thing. And she says, no, you were bang on. And, and that was, that was kind of the beginning. Then I, I would go to a store and it became, you know, a good, a good uh, client of a store out in Stouffville, Ontario. And uh, the shopkeep now has moved uh, her location and has become a friend of mine. And at that time, it was Saturday, I was there shopping and uh, and, and and her psychic, who was supposed to be on, uh, you know, on um, schedule that day to, to come in, had just called in sick. And so there I am just shopping, chit chatting. And she says to me, Scarlett, I need you. I'm like, what are you talking about? She says, I need you. I, I, I need a psychic. I said, I'm not psychic. I'm not a medium. Like I'm not a medium. I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what are you I'm just here shopping. And, and she goes, no, I can't be open on a Saturday. Like she was like frantic. So we went, we went on back and forth. She would say, I would say to her, I'm not psychic. And she would say, yes, you are. I, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. Like a couple of kids going back and forth because she was in such distress. I thought, what's the big deal? Let me do this. And I thought, who's going to come in and do a reading? I had five readings that day. Wow. Midweek, she calls me and she says, I have to put you on schedule. I have a demand for you. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I, I thought, let me give this a go. Let me give it a go. And uh, the rest is history. I've never advertised. Everything has been word of mouth for all of, all of the people that come to me. Now, how, how did, did she ever tell you how she recognized that you were psychic? <sighs> you know what? I never asked her. Never asked her. I guess she saw something that I didn't. I didn't see. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, that's really interesting yeah. because just out of the blue like that, that would be kind of that kind of bizarre. Be isn't it? Jolting, and, 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 I guess. And I never thought to ask her because I was in such shock. Like the whole thing for you know several weeks was very shocking for me. Because right. like, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> like this is just who am I? What am I doing? Like it was so bizarre. I literally was just swept away into this into this. Um, other area of my life and and the rest is the rest is history the rest is history that's yeah. you know it, you when you were approached by like the more you opened up i'm sure the more came to you yes, I, i'm like, guessing uh with yeah. regard to that does it ever get overwhelming it used to it used to um i've learned to set boundaries with the energetic world uh, i've learned when i say okay time to turn off and time to turn on. Uh, so I've learned it's, you know, the funny thing, Michael, is I speak to them no different than I would speak to you. Like mm -hmm. if you were in my face every five minutes, um, I would say, hey, Michael, listen, I really, really appreciate what you're trying to say to me. But at this moment, I really am not ready to receive. Do you mind if we have a conversation at this time or another time? And, and that's pretty much how I talk to them now. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's a wonder I felt concerned about being judged <laughs> well you know it it's having conversation the old adage i talk to dead people kind of puts people off sometimes like yeah. you know really do you or don't you or you really talk to dead people then yeah. uh, like you said earlier they want to know the all supernatural side of it like, yes uh, they, do. they want the spooky side of it and quite frankly i don't see any of the spooky there are some aspects of it that are not pleasant you know, when you're dealing with lower vibrational energies, mm. but really on the most part, it's, it's actually not spooky. It's very peaceful. Well, and so what you're validating, if you don't mind me saying it out loud, is that there is an afterlife. Indeed. That it does Indeed. exist. It does exist. I, I'm a firm believer. Um, there are things that come to me that things that I see, people that I see, there's how, how would I understand? How would I recognize? Where do mm -hmm. I get this information from? You know, it's, um, so there is, there is, and I, I firmly believe, okay, this realm for whatever reason is very carnal, you know? And so we learn to have relationships, um, and love each other through hugs, kisses, you know, verbal affirmations, mm -hmm. acts of kindness. Like everything is very carnal. We don't we don't sit there and energetically send each other love, right? Everything is very carnal. Mm -hmm. um, when they pass on to the next realm, because there is a next realm, um, it is a different. I don't know if it's a different, like a different country. Like that's how I kind of see it in my in my you know limited experience, of course. And, uh, and it, that for us is very energetic, you know, that populates to what we see to be very energetic for them. Maybe in that realm, they are just as carnal as we are here. Who knows? We'll find out one day, but right now there is, it's very energetic and I, I'm, I'm grateful <clears throat> as I get a little emotional, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to translate, um, what they are saying to those that are here. <clears throat> so I'm which grateful a, for that. Which is a gift. I mean, you know, forgive me uh, if I'm being I, forward, but it, it's a gift um, because we know that there are individuals out there that are seeking closure. They don't mm -hmm. always get the opportunity for closure. Uh, I've talked about it before, and one more thing before you go, sometimes you don't get the opportunity to say goodbye, or right. I love you, or I miss you, or I'm proud of you, um, right. or I'm sorry or anything like this. So it, what it gives us is, through your gift, it gives us the hope and the opportunity to be able to get that closure, to get to say goodbye, to get to say I love you, to get to say I'm proud of you, kind of a situation. So, yeah, I mean. So, it, it is an honor to be able to do that. And, and like many others, you, you yourself are calling it a gift. And I always say, well, if it's a gift, then that kind of suggests that I'm better than someone else, I certainly don't see myself as that. I have an ability, um, I have chosen to use it to provide peace and clarity in people's lives, mm -hmm. to you know, to support their, 
their soulful journey here to live the life that they're meant to live. I've chosen, you know, to do it that way to inspire what I hope, but most of all, to give peace and clarity. There's a lot of, there's a lot of pain around um, our loved ones, you know, passing because we think we're never going to say goodbye uh, or we're never going to see them again. You know, like that's very carnal. The, the truth of the matter is the minute that you think of them, the minute that you say something like that, you have just communicated with them, you know, and we, we don't know that because nobody taught us that. Right? right. And it feels bizarre because what I do is not tangible. You know, like you and I having a conversation is tangible. Where is it? Because you're located on one side of the world. I'm located on the other side of the world. Yet here we are, we're having a conversation and we're having a conversation by use of internet and electricity and goodness knows what other technology that's out there that mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I've never seen the internet. Have you seen it? I've never seen electricity. Have you uh seen it? Well, I've seen it a couple of times when I accidentally sparked something in the battery I was trying to charge. <laughs> right. You see some of the side effects, yeah. but we don't, we've never seen electricity. We've never seen the internet yet. Here it is. It's assisting us to communicate. So I, I, I kind of look at it as the same thing when I am speaking to the other side. Um, I don't see it. It's not tangible. Right. Maybe not yet. Science, I think, will do us that that the gracious favor one day to to make it a little more tangible. So let me ask you this, if you don't mind, they, yeah, you hear them, you yes. are audible, they come through your and they whisper to you, they talk to you. Um, do you see, I know you said you said seen things uh, above you. Um, mm -hmm. Do you see these individuals uh, uh, as an, a, a physical entity or um, something along that line? Sometimes I see them as a as an entity in front of my face, <laughs> which sometimes is it's a lot. It's like whoa, but hi. <laughs> it's like just really close because they're whispering yeah. in your ear, so they're obviously close, so to speak. Exactly, exactly. And and sometimes I see them like uh, in my mind's eye. So they they present themselves as an image in my mind's eye. Uh, the ones that show up like physically kind of in front of me is a little alarming. And my my honey, he always kind of pokes fun at me because he's like, you do this all the time. Like, why are you scared now? And it's like, well, come on. Like sometimes I do. It, it weirds me out. Like, come yeah, on. You're still seeing a, a ghost kind of, kind of. Yeah. Like, you know what? And it's not tangible. The way that I, you know, and the way that I explain it to him and others is I, I, we love playing like jokes. So if like, you know, that when you're someone's walking down the hallway and you're crouched behind, you know, like. The, the wall like behind the wall and then as they as they come close you jump out and go boo right mm -hmm. and so what happens it's like oh you scared me right or you startled me but we can calm down because oh it's you you know i can right. it's tangible right but when spirit does that we are left with that you know that lack of closure like right. what was that who is that um and all we're left to do is just trust something that is not tangible and trust our intuition do you believe in angels and demons yes i have experienced uh both um and i i say it like i'm i'm fighting back those those words because it's so bizarre and i was one of those that, you know, you watch these supernatural shows and, and some of these, um, you know, where they're telling stories about their haunted experiences and and some of them are quite, you know, grotesque and seem and, and some of them seem so far fetched, you know, like doors and windows opening and, you know, like things like that stuff flying off of a counter um, or possession. Um, and I was always skeptical about that. I'm still skeptical because I always like to have that you know, that that little bit of something that keeps me grounded. Uh, except I witnessed someone being jumped, as I call it by a, a, a less than pleasant spirit. Um, and, and I saw how it affected him, I saw what it took to get it out. And I remember his reaction when they were removing it. And this was something that I actually experienced. And after that, I was a 
very little, there was very little skepticism after that. I was like, okay, this exists. Then in doing, you know, some paranormal investigations um, where you've got, you know, like the EVPs going and the cameras going, I do recall seeing something that would, that looked like a strange creature, like dog-like, walk around a coffee table. And then it shape-shifted into a child, shape-shifted into um, a, a female. And when I kept asking it, what is your name? It actually, it didn't answer for me, but it answered when my honey, who's got a very, very deep resonating voice and said, what is your name? And, and commanded it, it said it. And it was, I won't repeat it. It was not pleasant and it was very bizarre. It was a very bizarre experience. Of course, I go to the internet and I start mm -hmm. researching and there was actually a name in history. Whoa. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've experienced it a few times. Luckily, that is very, very, very little. You don't see that often. Luckily, mostly what um, what we deal with is benevolent, you know, spirit mm -hmm. and and energies thank goodness which is a good thing uh I, I had an experience as a child with a demon that still sticks with me to these days but it gave me a, a very you know more confidence i guess in in confronting and overcoming things like that so i do believe in demons i do believe in angels i talk to my angels on a regular daily basis actually i i believe in guardian angels i think oh. that you know we we all have guardian angels um, we have many i'm sorry we have many. I, I agree with that as well. I, I think that they're there to whisper in our ear and push us in the right direction at the right time and to help mm -hmm. us stay on the right path and, you know, to help. Yeah. I mean, I've been through eight operations in my life, and I know that I've had angels with me through each one of them. Uh, mm -hmm. On the job, I know I had angels through me. Growing up as a kid, I knew I had angels helping me and going, getting through a very dysfunctional family. So, you know, yeah, I wholeheartedly believe in angels and unfortunately believe in demons too. <laughs> uh, but I wish, I wish you and I could say that they don't exist. I really do. It, but as you said earlier, there, you know, we also have choice and, you know, we can choose uh, mm -hmm. to acknowledge, we can choose to understand, we can choose to learn um, mm -hmm. what is there and what we can do to help uh, manage that situation into a positive uh event i guess i would say if you're presented with an event like that uh yeah. and, and like you you help guide people on their soul path and their soul journey which you know you're a light keeper yourself because you take people on that soul journey you take them on the path that they need to go and help them redirect themselves on the right path um or at least the path that that they they would rather be on Right. Or maybe should be on. Do you think we pick our own paths before we come down here? Um, I do believe we. I believe we have some choice once we're here. But we have. We do enter with a soul contract. We have selected our destiny. We are comfortable with our our fate, and we move forward with it. And we do come here with an absolute purpose. You know, some of us have the the opportunity to exercise that that purpose, that soul purpose or contract, as some people call it. Um, and and some of us are, are unfortunately listening to noise and and being distracted by uh, lower vibrational emotions um, and and behaviors. And and so we we get clouded with what is actually our our life purpose or our soulful life. Fear, in my opinion, um, is very misunderstood in this in this world, in this realm. Fear is a God-given emotion, you know? So if you see, you know, an eight-lane highway and you decide to dart across it, you know, um, fear will stop you, and, and rightfully so, because if you run across this eight-lane highway, there's a good chance you'll, you'll get hurt and maybe even perish. Um, having said that, lower vibrational entities will will consume us with fear uh, if given that opportunity. So fear will stop us, you know, insecurities uh, will stop us from living our soulful life. And so it's up to us to choose. 
You know, it, it's interesting. I, I love doing research. And so there is um, a police officer, I believe he was in the Bronx. And, and if memory serves me well, his name is Ralph Sarchi. Yeah, Ralph um, Sarchi is a demon hunter. He, he called himself the demon hunter. Correct. And he was a very, you know, he was a, a very good cop um, in, in the Bronx at one time. And he had experienced things um, on the streets. And he learned that some things are unexplainable and he would call it level one evil and level two evil. So level one evil are things that are unexplainable. Level two evil is the stupid stuff that we engage in that is not as not in alignment with what we're supposed to be doing here. Um, and, and it was interesting because he's he's the one who who said that uh, we actually walk with, you know, two we, we walk with many guides. One with certainty is lower vibrational and the other one is a higher light being. And they're constantly fighting for our attention, constantly. It's like the little and, cartoon over your shoulders that they used to do in the old cartoons. Right. <laughs> With one over here chit chatting and then the other one and we got to scoot. We got to scoot the lower vibrational one. And, you know, so pay close attention is fear. You know, is it actually founded? You got to ask yourself, you know, two questions. Number one, is it true? And number two, what action do I need to take? And so if the answer is yes, well, then what action do I need to take in order to move away from that discomfort? Right. So get away from the highway. Don't run across it. Right. Would be that. Um, and if the answer is no, it's not true. You know, like, um, oh, I'm so ugly or, you know, I'm never going to make it in life or whatever it is that we decide to tell us ourselves that is absolutely not in alignment with our soul. Um, we have a choice to say that's not true. And then you ask that being that is not beneficial to you in any way, shape or form to move on to its destiny and move on to your destiny now. And you just keep shooing it away. And it is really that easy to make a decision, you know, to stay with, to stay with uh, what I call goodness or with uh, white light or higher vibrational energy. It's really that easy. You know, it's interesting because I, I, uh, Sarchi had a show for a little while. Yeah. Uh, I know the story from the movie that they had done on him. Not, not to get sidetracked, yeah. but it all relates to the same thing. Um, yeah. They had done a That's movie a good with. Thing. I'm sorry. That was an interesting movie. It, it really was. It it kind of showed a kind of a, a new light, a different light, in regard to that. And then it also came from because it came from personal experiences, because it came mm -hmm. from his experience, and mm -hmm. and um, without sounding, I'm no better than anybody else. But cops have a brotherhood. And, yes. you know, it was easier for me to believe, well, he's a sergeant, I'm a sergeant, he's a cop, I'm a cop. We always have each other's backs. Yes. You know what I mean? So when I first watched that movie and then realized that, yeah, it's a real individual, I started following him in what he was doing. And then he had a brief show on TV um, where it was sort of like Ghostbusters. I can't remember the name of it, to be honest. But, right, right. you know, um, not Ghostbusters, Ghost Hunters. <laughs> uh, no little crossover, no Marshmallow Man. <laughs> uh, no big, huge Marshmallow Man. Uh, oh but I, uh, I started, I, you know, we watched that, and I think it was in only on one season. But, mm -hmm. you know, it was brilliant because he went, he went at it from a logical perspective in a right. realistic perspective, from a, an, an, an analytic perspective as a cop. Yes. So I appreciated is, that approach to it because it gave me a better understanding of some of the situations mm -hmm. that he was in and maybe that I've experienced in, in my lifetime. Um, and in defining just what you said. Um, you know, in, in realizing that, I realized I kind of took that your analogy and put the little guys on each shoulder, but in reality, it, that's what I see. You see the little angel, good angel on this side and the little devil on this side, and, you know, they're both whispering in your ear, do this, do this, do this, do this. You got to decide which one to push off. Yeah. And, and, and you really do. And we, we come here with free will. And so we do, we do have, we do have that choice. And like you, I have a different respect for him because he does handle it with, with, um, you know, with logic. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's very good at, you know, debunking. And if he can't prove something, he just won't use it. He won't even say, he'll just say, okay, this is unexplainable and move on. 
Um, and so he's he's a very interesting uh, individual to follow. I, I find I've learned quite a bit from him. Yeah, it it it, it for work. Yeah, works for me too. I mean, it really is, is interesting. Um, <clears throat> are you a religious individual? Yes, born and raised Roman Catholic. Um, at the same time, you know, there was, um, you know, we we did have religion. It wasn't um, overly in the family, but tradition was extremely important. Mm -hmm. Um, and as my, and to quote my dad, cause I never forget what he said, Christianity starts in your heart. Um, you don't have to necessarily go anywhere to do anything because you can go to church and do whatever, and then, you know, come out and be an unpleasant person, you know, doing or gossiping or whatever. And if it's not in your heart, it doesn't matter how many times you go to church. If you don't, if you don't start, you know, if Christianity doesn't start in your heart as a good individual, wholesome individual, it doesn't matter how many times you go to church. So religion was um, a very, very interesting because there was the tradition side of it. There was the history side of it, and there was the logical side of it in, in our household. And I genuinely appreciate that because um, it was, it was a healthy perspective in my opinion. I, we have a lot in common in regard to that. It's, you know, I was raised Roman Catholic as well. Uh, I am not a practicing Catholic, uh, but I, right. I I do practice religion, spirituality. Um, right. I have conversations with the man upstairs or woman upstairs, whoever is up mm -hmm. there pulling the pulling all the switches, um, pulling our strings. <laughs> exactly, pulling our strings. <laughs> uh, you know, I have respect you know, for it. Um, and I believe that we, you know, like you said, it comes from the heart. You don't have to go to church to be a Christian. You don't have to go to church to, to be good. And uh, when I was a cop, you know, we would, and I, when I say this, I, nobody was trapping anybody. But uh, believe it or not, uh, I caught more DUIs Sunday morning for people who had partied all night the night before and were on their way to church to get cleansed because they okay. had been out partying and doing their thing all night. And, you know, they felt that, uh, well, we got to go to church and we'll be cleansed for the week and I'll go back and do it again next week. Right, which is how some people use it, unfortunately. Yeah, which is kind of, yeah, just unfortunate. Um, when you have conversations with the other side to help, let me rephrase that question. We have the ability to pause for a second because digital. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how do we understand uh, within ourselves and recognize that we may or may not be on our soul's mm. life path? That is a fabulous question. I'm so I'm so glad you asked it. The way that I look at it is our soul has a GPS, and um, and and the GPS is or our, our emotions. So any emotions that I lump into one big bubble as joyful. So, you know, when we feel happy, content, uh, harmony, uh, calm, uh, peaceful, that, that is, that's one lump, um, as I call it, or one bubble of emotions. Then there's another bubble of emotions, as I call it, fear. And of course, you know, anything that is uh, riddled with fear, like um, disheartenment, uh, depression, you know, um, anxiety, um, sadness, whatever you want to label it, um, uh, lack of confidence, self-doubt. This is another bubble of emotions. And so the GPS is if you are moving towards anything joyful, you know you're on your soul's path. That is your soul purpose. The GPS, if it's pointing in the direction of fearful, that fearful bubble of emotions, you are moving yourself away from your soul's purpose. And so that's how I very easily, you know, talk in terms of are you on your path or are you not? So the minute you feel unhappy or disturbed, um, you know, like uh, your, your peace is, is unsettled and disturbed, you now know you need to stop, ground yourself and really think and feel, you know, what is happening to you in that moment. And at that point, then you become like you're in a, you know, a fork in the road. And now you decide, are you going to move towards your, your soulful life? Or are you going to move towards, or actually away from your soulful life? 
So that's how I look at it. Does that make sense? It does make a lot of sense, actually. Um, because I believe in mind body soul connection. I think our soul talks to us, we just have to listen to it. Oh, indeed. You know, it's one of those things where you, uh, I try to live that way myself. Um, it, mm -hmm. It's helped me to manage my disease. It's helped me to manage my health. It's helped me to manage my life from that perspective. So uh, yes, everything you just said is from my perspective as an individual that has experienced that, that fork in the road. Um, yeah. I, I understand it and, and I, uh, I agree with you. I think that uh, uh, people need to take the tools, learn the tools to listen. Right, correct. To their, to their souls. Uh, do you think that, um, what can we do to start maybe taking the steps to recognize mm. whether or not we're on our life soul path uh, or not? Are there anything we should recognize, anything that sticks out that we should go, well, yeah, I'm unhappy at my job. Right. It may not just be just the job. It may be several aspects leading in and around that. So a lot of people go to work and they say, well, I don't like working at McDonald's. I'm going to work someplace else. You know, right. it could just be a job search. But how do we really know deep down inside? What, what, what do we look for? And that's another great question. Um, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because sometimes we become this big ball of emotions because everybody tells us the role that we should be doing, right? So, you know, when, when you're growing up, your parents are guiding you and teaching you, right? And so they are telling you what you should be doing based on their life experiences, their, you know, things that didn't go so well for them, things that did go well for them. And their intention is 300% perfect, right? Then you go to work or actually let me rewind. You go to school and now you're being told what to do there, right? And then you go to work and you're being told what to do. Now, I'm not, I don't want to sit here and say, oh, now we have to disrespect authority or, you know, these, these roles that these individuals are, that they have in our life. All I'm saying is pay close attention to that, that big jumble of emotions because in all of the telling, you know, and the guiding that we're receiving, we may very well be missing out on hearing what our soul is tugging at us to do. And so we forget, we get on that hamster wheel of life and now get up, pay the bills, you know, go to work so you can pay those bills. And, and it's all about responsibility. And again, I don't want to say that it's not important because responsibility is important, right? We've got to do certain things so we can function in this realm. So now that I've said that, I would like to add that it's equally important to cut through all of that noise and, and start feeling what you feel compelled to do. And some days it could be as simple because you got to get that muscle going again to actually listen to your soul because we're spending a lot of time in our left brain doing all of these things that are responsible in this realm that we are forgetting what the right brain is. And the right brain, of course, you know, manages our creativity, our energy, the intuitive side of us. Uh, and we're kind of shutting that down or we're ignoring it. And so how do you start coming back to that? And I always say to any of my clients, it's a simple thing. If you feel compelled to go get a coffee before a meeting, and now you're worried, oh my gosh, but I'm going to be late for that meeting. Go get that coffee because the universe will support you and you don't even need to worry. And, and so I had this conversation on a previous podcast and the guy looked at me and he says, you know what? He goes, I've been learning to do that. And every time I'm worried about being late for a meeting and he says, I've never been late for a meeting. And I said, well, that's because the universe will take care of you if you trust it. So you got to start small by what you feel compelled to do. And it could be as simple as go get that coffee. When you start honoring that first little teeny tiny step of honoring what your soul is calling for, it then opens up that road for the next thing that you feel compelled to do. And then the next thing that you feel compelled to do. And the next thing you realize is all of a sudden the work that you're doing no longer feels like a hamster wheel. You're now inspired and you're doing even better at what you're doing. Or maybe you've changed careers altogether and you're, you're excelling even more. So you just got to start small with listening to what you feel compelled to do and allow that, that to grow. I'm going to call it that muscle to build 
so that then you start hearing those whispers and what you feel compelled to do a little bit more. Yeah, that's brilliant. And listening to that intuition sometimes, you know, you could you you could be compelled to go get a coffee and you're late and it could be there was an accident down the road and if you'd have been on time, that might have been you. Right. Nothing happens by coincidence. Exactly. Often, you know, like sometimes, especially those that are, you know, clear audience, um, you know, you're driving on the highway and then you hear, take the exit now. It, there's no absolute, no logic attached to it. No logic, but you listen to it and, and you're glad you listen to it because then when you've arrived at your destination, you heard that you just avoided an accident that you potentially could have been part of. Uh, this happens so many times. Nothing mm -hmm. happens by coincidence. The challenge though, Michael, is that when we get these whispers or when we get these feelings of, you know, being com like compelled to do something, most of the time it makes zero logical sense. You know, I want a coffee. Now you want the coffee? I got to be in a meeting in like two minutes. How is that logical? It doesn't make logical sense, right? So this is where we battle with the right brain and the left brain. So, you know, we have to, we're constantly doing that balance between it. But if you trust the right brain a little bit more and you trust your soul a little bit more, you'll be very well taken care of. I, I believe in that. I, I appreciate that. I, you know, I have a problem sometimes. My wife will tell you more times than I'm telling you. <laughs> um, but I hate being late. It's, it, you know, if, if it just innate in me, and it might be just because mostly my job, when I was on the job, minutes right. counted seconds counted so it was always you got to get there on time you got to get there on time you got to get there on time so it, it sticks with me yeah. yeah but there are times that i have done in that uh, as an example for what you're saying i mm -hmm. have uh we were late and and things were just going the way they were and i was getting angry and i was getting mad I let my ego get in the way right you know i'm going you know i i hate being late and it's gonna look bad on me and my ego gets in the way but right. what you said earlier there was always a reason for it. And the reason worked out the way it was supposed to. And even though we might've been a little late, we didn't miss anything. Right. It, it's, just, it's just amazing. And you know, I wanna add to what you're saying, cause a lot of people, <laughs> they're like, oh, probably listening to this and going, oh, neither you or I are saying throw caution to the wind. Correct. You know, we, I wanna just make sure that we, we clarify. We have to do certain responsibilities, otherwise we just don't function and survive well in this world. Um, it is important though to honor your soul and what your soul wants. And it's through that, that you get all of these, you know, these inspirations, mm -hmm. be that radiant being of light that you were meant to be. And when I read in individuals, I'm reading their soul. I read who walks with them, whether they be their soul guides, angels, um, not so nice things, <laughs> and well, their loved ones. And their loved ones. I actually mm -hmm. see ego, like an, a big SOS pad. Do you know what an SOS pad is? I do. Unfortunately, <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's that big, you know, scouring pad. And when you, when, if you were to take it and open it up, like into a ball like this, I see it on people like attached to their left side, oddly oh. enough. So I know that they are being infected or about to be infected. And, and it's interesting. So hopefully that helps, you know, your listeners and viewers to kind of put it a little bit in perspective that if you are you know, constantly honoring things that are not in alignment with who you are, you got to be careful with what you're inviting into your space. That's, that's brilliant advice, actually. I, you know, it's interesting, in my journey alone, you know, I have learned to become more grateful. I've learned to listen to myself, and I have learned to relax a little bit, basically. Go from a triple A type personality down to probably a B, sometimes an A, you know, looking from you. that perspective. But, you know, we all are human beings and we all sometimes slip up a little bit and that's okay because we're human beings. We have to allow that room, I think, that space because everything is a learning opportunity, in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. Everything's a learning opportunity. We can take that and say, well, maybe I learned something. Well, yeah, I sure I was late, but look what happened. Look what I missed. Look what could have been. And, yes. And here we are. Um, so, yeah, it's... Again, I, I have to say this again, 
what a unique gift that you have that you're able to understand this and to see it and to comprehend it and then relate and translate it for individuals so that they know what they're doing along their path. We I all, genuinely yeah, we all seek path. We all seek somebody's hand, hand to hold while we're walking along a pathway. We're all looking mm -hmm. for somebody, not necessarily to carry us along that pathway, but at least lead us on that path to right. take us where we need to go or put us on the right direction or point down the road and say, don't take mm -hmm. this path. Take that path right over there. And that one's going to bring you where you need to be. So, exactly. uh, you know, thank you for, for being here. Thank you for doing that. Oh, um, it's my pleasure. I've got to, if you don't mind, and we might backtrack just a little bit here because this question just popped up in my mind. Um, <clears throat> is there a time limit on, on um, getting that closure with somebody from the other side or conversing with somebody or getting the message from somebody on the other side? Is there a time limit? So, like, like if somebody died 40 years ago, um, mm -hmm. is that a lost opportunity or is that opportunity no. still exist? It, it's never a lost opportunity. Um, and the closure is something that we need because remember, we're the carnal ones. For them, they, they don't see it that way. Like you didn't say goodbye to me or I passed away and you weren't by my side or in more tragic situations where we're dealing with, you know, people whose lives were, were taken um, due to other, you know, reasons. Um, and there's really no closure, you know, for the family. Um, those on the other side don't know that. They've been with you. They've been talking to you. Um, they've been trying to get your attention and they know nothing but love. They know nothing, no sort, no, no way, no judgment. It's simply unconditional love and understanding. So there is no need for us to have closure for them. We want closure for ourselves. You know, we need that closure. And, and having, having said that, um, on the other side, they don't see it like that at all. They only see love and unconditional love for you. No judgment. It's a very different place than what we're used to here. Love is the key. It really is. And communication. Really mm -hmm. Communication is important. It's yeah. Important. But it's important. Yeah, it is everything. Well, let's talk a little bit about, speaking of communication, how somebody can find you and uh, see how you can help them along their path and help them to understand their soul path. Thank you. I, I would be honored, you know, to chat with anybody who is looking to get some peace and clarity um, for their soul full life or um, peace and clarity. And, you know, maybe talking to a loved one, I would I would be honored uh, to, you know, to chat with anyone. They can reach me, of course, at uh, through my website and book me online through scarlets-whispers.com. Or they can connect with me on social media via Facebook or Instagram at Scarlet's Soul Cafe. And I'll make sure that all of that is in the show notes so that everybody has an easy way to connect with you. And uh, obviously, if you're watching this, you can take a screenshot of that so you have it with you as well uh, to make sure that we connect you with the people that are seeking guidance. I want to be Thank that uh, conduit for you. I think that what you're providing to the world is an amazing opportunity to redirect their pathway to where it needs to be. I'm just doing my best, like no different, like than anyone else. And I just look at it like this. If we have been bestowed with certain abilities, what are we doing? You know, um, what are we doing with them? Uh, and at the end of the day, I loved what you said, because really, I'm just going to summarize what you said. We walk this earth together. And I really liked what you said about, you know, maybe it's just a smile that inspires someone. Maybe it's a conversation. Maybe they're holding your hand through a difficult you know, but uh, never underestimate, never underestimate. We walk this earth together. Well, with that, this is one more thing before you go. So before we go, I mean, I think you might have just said it, but do you have any words of wisdom that you can share with everybody? You know what? Now you really caught me. I'm not sure. That's it. Do I repeat it? <laughs> <laughs> it's Well, the, the amazing part about digital is I can just cut that and put that here. <laughs> I'm teasing. Uh, I'm teasing. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I thought you, if, after you said that, it, usually I end the show with that, but you kind of beat me to the I punch. I did it for you, didn't I? <laughs> uh, well, you know, 
if I had to impart with one, one last piece of, of, of advice or inspiration, it would be that really at the end of the day, you know, our, we do have choices. We have, you know, we can't, we can't really, and, and I know it sounds maybe a little bit like a cliche. We can't handle sometimes what ha happens to us, but we can handle how we, we um, handle that. How do we take care of that? And at the end of the day, we have choices. We have a choice, fork in the road, to either go towards our soul, soulful purpose or move away from our soulful purpose. We do really have that choice. I agree with that. Those are brilliant words of wisdom, in addition to the words of wisdom you just said. <laughs> I well, appreciate that. You're well, very that is an, an addendum. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, Scarlett, thank you very much for spending time with me today. I really appreciate your journey, your wisdom, your experience that you've shared with us. And uh, again, as I said uh, numerous times throughout this podcast, I want to thank you for being part of this community, part of this world, and for what you provide. So thank you for being on the show. I genuinely appreciate, you know, the the invite, and I thank you kindly for your 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 heartwarming words, and I'm going to mirror that back to you, Michael, because you're doing inspirational work. You're the conversations that you have with people are 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 so wholesome, and uh, uh, this world needs more of it. So keep shining. Thank you very much. I'm on my right soul path. I think it looks that way. <laughs> I'll talk to you hopefully again in the future. I look forward to it. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go. Check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform.